You are listening to the Average Pundits Podcast on your favorite streaming platform. Hi guys and welcome back to the Average Pundits Podcast, your home of all things Premier League. But today we are focusing on a World Cup qualifying squad special uh, based on the uh, England announcement that we had a few days ago in uh, in ready and in, in contest rather for the for the next three games that we've got for the uh, for the qualifiers. We've had a look at the squad. We've had our own shouts. We've had an, <clears throat> a lot of players that we think would rather be in there, but um, a lot to discuss on this team. And I'm sure there's a lot that you guys would like to get your opinions on as well. So uh, we encourage lots of interactions on this episode. But as always, I am joined with Reese. How are you doing, Reese? I just realised that I I chose the wrong podcast last week to wear the England shirt. Yeah, you were you were wearing the retro England shirt last week, weren't you? And of course, I can't wear it twice in a row. I can't wear it for two podcasts in a row. That's that's just illegal. So I had to change it, change it up. The hats come on, uh, <laughs> it's indoors because it's terrible, and uh, we're going to have to talk about England. Yeah, yeah, and there is a lot to mention. Um, so if you if you were living under a rock and you weren't seeing the squad, which I um, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> which um, I will quickly just run through. I'm not going to like linger too much on it but the goalkeepers Henderson, Johnson and Pope you've got a defensive lineup of Chilwell, Cody Dyer, James Maguire Mings, Shaw, Stones, Trippier and Walker um, and then the midfield of uh, Jude Bellingham uh, Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Rice and Ward Prowse and then finally up front you've got Calvert-Lewin, Kane, Rashford Saka, Sterling and Ollie Watkins. Um, so on first glances Reese, I'll start, I'll come over to you what was your opinions of the team to start off with were you overall happy were you a bit kind of missed at some players or it's an England team isn't it um you know you're never going to put out your best team you're never going to put out your strongest especially with the injuries that they've got at the moment uh and you know that that will kind of go into a bit later but um you kind of yeah a lot of people will will have a lot of opinions about this this team um certain players being left out um, a massive player that was left out that hasn't been playing too well this season. Um, I think, I think, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, all we, all we have to play is some farmers in Poland at the end of the day. Um, and then that's really all that we have to look forward to in this kind of, in this kind of bracket. So there were a lot of players that I thought were definitely deserving of that, you know, of, of the spot of the England team. But uh, I think Southgate's done well with, with kind of the group or with the, with the kind of sample that he had. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, a lot of people, I think, were throwing their toys out the pram very early on, saying, right, okay, he's got to be joking now. What is this team? But <clears throat> I, do, I don't necessarily think the team's, I think it's well-rounded, but also we're, we're currently a nation which is riddled by injuries over a lot of top players from the varying clubs. So obviously there's um, players like Grealish, Madison, Sancho, there's players like Jordan Henderson, for example, who uh, Joe Gomez, um, uh, also Jordan Pickford as well, and he's looking like he might not even be ready for the Euros. So, like, <clears throat> there's <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of players here that normally we'd be seeing in, in these t- kinds of squads. But also the fact that there is injuries and the fact that there are omissions means that there's chances for young players and more um, uncapped talent to go and prove, you know, why they deserve a spot in this team. Um, and if I mean it, one that I was, you know, not necessarily um, annoyed to see, but I was a bit like, oh, okay, fair enough. Was was Sam Johnston get the call up because he's a he's a perfectly capable Premier League goalkeeper, and I think he's been 
which is, you know, a lot to say because, you know, the West Brom team has been pretty awful this season, but he's been one of the better players. And I think if they were a team that were backed and a team that were able to show some progress, he'd be one of the players that I wouldn't touch. It would probably be him and, and that Mateus Pereira. But between the sticks, <clears throat> I don't think that, I think there's worse goalkeepers that you could call up. Um, but I think the other one that might have been in contention possibly was Cardalo. Um, obviously, had like a, a really good half of the season for Newcastle. And, you know, Dubravka's come back and also a, a very competent keeper on his day. But, you know, Cardalo out and then, and then Newcastle are now back fighting for the fight to stay up. Um, Sam Johnstone or Cardalo? Quick question for you. Who would you have taken? Cardalo, 100%. Um, the one game that I watched Newcastle's most recently uh, was the one against Liverpool. And he had a he had a fantastic game. Uh, one of the one of the better performances I've seen against Liverpool, and that kind of started the downward spiral of of what we now know is the complete flop of a title defense. Um, I think yeah, I think Darlow has showed a lot of promise. You know, he's 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 an aging keeper. He's not young anymore. He's twenty nine. So I think that for me, Darlow was would you know, it would have been nice to see him get you know a cap before you know before it's potentially too late. You know, you, you look at a guy like Darlow, no one's going to buy him now. He's probably going to stick with with Newcastle for the rest of rest of his career. But you, you got to think, you know, where, you know, where, you know, why would you pick you know, Johnston? Is you know, he has a, he has about what two years on Darlow, so maybe that's the reason. Um, but you know, why not? You know, why not give it to to, to someone else to have? You know, I don't see Johnston getting on the pitch. I really don't. I think it's going to be between Henderson and Pope. So I, I, th- I just think, you know, save Johnston to see if he can be the one to turn around West Brom's fortunes. But for now, I think Darlow's the w- would have been the one to take. Yeah, I, I think it was between the two of them. And I, I think I would have liked to have seen Darlow. But I can understand the decision. Obviously, Johnston's played more football. And um, like you said, Carl Darlow was dropped. Um, so I can understand that. But it would have been interesting to see. But nonetheless, interesting to see Sam Johnston get um, capped for the, uh, for the national team. So congratulations to him. Massive congratulations to him. Um, but the other positions of Henderson and Pope, like I said, it's a little bit more, a little bit more of a battle that one's going to be because obviously again, Pope would have played more football throughout the entirety of the season, but right now Dean Henderson, you know, De Gea left because um, I think he was he, he was having a, he was having a kid, so he left for a bit, and um, Henderson came in and he's been bossing that number one position at United, so I think they're going to have a bit of a a bit of a battle there, and obviously United. Have, significantly higher than Burnley. So personally I'd like to see Henderson in that number one role. I don't know about you. Um I would have to uh, beg to differ. I think that Pope has obviously been the number one for Burnley, you know, for the past couple of years. You know, we've we've seen a lot of promise from Henderson, uh, you know, whether it was last season with Sheffield United, um, who obviously miss him now. Like you know, take him out of the team and they completely miss him. Um and, you know, you put him into a side that, yeah, you know, he's, he's played in the Europa League, he's played against better opposition and he has done really well. But I think Nick Pope has been there time and time again for Burnley. You know, he's been the one that's, he, he's had a fantastic season too. And he's the one that's been playing regular football. Um, you know, you, you, you look at, you know, you know, obviously Jordan Pickford out at the moment as well. Um, you know, I think that I would have put Pope over, over Pickford too. At, the, at this point, yeah. just because you know the his frame, how tall he is, his wingspan, he's a he's a great keeper as well. So, 
I think for me, Pope would be that that kind of caliber goalkeeper that that, that Southgate would be looking for. Yeah, I I, I, I can see the argument there. I think. Pope realistically, he he needs out of Burnley. I think I, I'm not massively sure of that. I think he's got probably like mid mid to late twenties now, or, or approaching thirty maybe. Actually, uh, he's twenty eight. Tw- twenty eight. Well, that's still obviously like prime goalkeeper years, isn't it? Goalkeepers of such longevity, which we which which we know. But um, I think for his sake, it would be good for a top Premier League side to take a punt on him. I think it won't be long until Spurs are looking at a new goalkeeper. There's still so many questions over at Chelsea. You know, who knows what's going on at Chelsea? But um, I think it would be amazing to see him be a number one for one of these higher-end clubs. But moving on to to the defence, this was the area which I think I had the most issues with, personally. Um, We'll we'll start off over looking at the left-back position. That's one area which I can't argue with because we saw uh, Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell being called up, and that is 100% the right decision. Ben Chilwell, obviously been caught up to the last few squads, a lot of experience there. But right now, number one left back in the league, 100% for me is Luke Shaw. I'd probably say second, maybe Kieran Tierney, even though Arsenal are lower. I do honestly think that he's, he's doing a good job. But for England, um, if we're looking at pure, purely England, Luke Shaw and Chilwell are the shouts. And for United this season, Luke Shaw has been completely different. He's looked like how he did before he got the injury. And that, see, that season where he got the injury, he was playing some of the best football of his life. And he was really, he was, he was coming forward with the assists. He was an, a pure out-and-out attacking left-back. And it's been a long time to get to back to where he, he, he has been. But signing Tellez has literally gaslighted Shaw to become the player that he needs to be. And also, it's fantastic for us because Tellez also can come on and offer us something different. And he looks like a competent player as well. But... Um, I cannot. I don't know. I can't wait to see what he can do for England. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've we've seen you know for the entirety of like the the last month, really. You know, he got Manchester United's Player of the Month, and it was deserved. It wasn't. It wasn't Bruno Fernandez for once. You know, he, Luke Shaw has shown that uh, United can, you know, pro- be you know be provided for by sort you know by players other than Bruno. And it's it's really you know it's really it's really good to see you know it's like he's kind of trying to hit that potential that he once had you know he was tipped to be England's next big thing in terms yeah. of defence he was supposed to rise above the heights of Ashley Cole you know and, and everything that he did at left back and I think Luke Shaw you know I think not only has Tellez brought that fire as well but the the, the prospect of an England spot you know Ben Chilwell moving to Chelsea. Moving to that big team, he's got eyes on him because we all know that Southgate loves those top six teams, and we've you know we've seen it time and time again. Um, and I think that moving you know, Chilwell moving to Chelsea, trying to get that number one spot, it's not going to happen now because Luke Shaw is playing out of this world this season. So yeah, I'm, I'm as a Liverpool fan, uh, it's annoying, but as a neutral. You know, looking from a neutral perspective, it's it's great to see you know someone coming back and playing with confidence again. You know, you saw you, know, you saw him drop his head a lot when he was under Mourinho, yeah. um, and now he's got a manager that he can trust because he's been there for a while. You know, he's starting to understand, and yeah, he's 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 flourishing. Yeah, I think I um I I I for one, I'm very excited to see what go what 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 happens with him. Um, but over on the right back position. This was somewhere where I wasn't as happy. So the right backs we've taken are Trippier and James. And if you want to count Walker in that conversation, count him. But a lot of the time also he can come in at, at centre-back. He's kind of the 
the switch player that we've got, which I, I think was a, a smart take, he, even though he has been playing as much this season because of how fantastic the, the City defence have been without him, um, he is still a valuable player to have because he can do those multiple roles. But we're looking at Kieran Trippier and Reese James. Now, we were talking a little bit before this podcast about Trippier. Now, I, for one, was a bit baffled to see him in there. I think he, he's had a controversial seat. Obviously, personal life has come to light and he got a 10-game ban. And that was, it's, it's been, it's happened, it's done. And, you know, I th- I'm pretty, I think he's, he's back playing his football for Atletico. Um, and, you know, he's learned his lesson. But uh, I think, I, don't, I wasn't sure if that was going to impact him more. But, you know, players have had, there's been a lot of players that have had controversies this season. They're still amongst the, the national team, so fair enough. But um, Kieran Trippier and Reese James, um, there's someone that's missing in, 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 out of those two names. There's someone that's missing. But I'll let, I'll let you go first. What, what's your opinion on these? Um, well, actually, technically, there's two players that are missing, but one of those isn't playing very well. Um, well, Trippier, for me, is the go-ahead. Um, I know that you know a lot, of, a lot of people might be a bit puzzled by this, but Atletico Madrid finished third in La Liga last season. Yeah. Um, they're now first. Whether that's because they brought Kieran Trippi in, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's had a full season to, to kind of flourish. He, he's gelled with the team. He's obviously learning the language, probably. I don't know. Um, and he's, he, he's got that starting role in arguably one of the best teams in the world right now. You know, he's got, a, obviously, he's got a defensive rock behind him in, in Jan Oblak. You know, Jimenez to the side of him. He's got Lodi on the other wing. Uh, he's got Saul and, and all these great players to feed off, which is something that he might not necessarily have had at Spurs. Um, but, you know, I think I think that Trippier is is one of those players that he plays really well when, when the rest of the team is world-class. Yeah. He gets, his stock gets risen when other players are helping him do the work because he's a right back at the end of the day. He can't do everything on the pitch. Mm-hmm. The right back is one of the most unpleasant positions to play because you don't get all the eyes on the world on you. That's why people like Trent Alexander-Arnold and Aaron Wan-Bissaka have done very well to try and get their names out there right now. And I think Trippier, uh, you know, obviously, he, uh, you know, the rose-tinted glasses were on when he hit that yeah. free kick in against Croatia. Yeah. But even before that, I think he was underrated. And then after that, you know, all the, all the hype kind of got to everyone. They kind of expected more of him and he didn't perform as well. Went up, off to Atletico and he's been, he's been absolutely he's been he's been putting out performances left right and center so i think uh, i think trippier over james although i would like to see the young fella get some get some experience i think trippier would be the one to go for yeah well, you mentioned both names in that conversation that weren't taken obviously trent was the the one which turned heads and southgate commented on it and just said he has been playing up to the level that we want this season which i personally don't think you can argue with because there's also no doubt in my mind that he's our starting right back for the Euros and for competitions to come. But I think that when um, when the results haven't been coming in, Liverpool have been struggling. You said earlier, like the, one of the worst title con- con- contenders, you know, in, in history for trying to go back to back. But and I I I when I, I agree. I, maybe it's the question to whether it's the worst one of all time. I think Chelsea, I think United, there there are a few other ones that could be considered in there. But um it's not been good. It's not been pretty at all. And he's been he's been a part of that team. So, you know, the, this is the the first time in a long time there's no Liverpool players at all in the squad, which was, was very, very interesting. 
um, but also Aaron Wambasaka. I think oh, it's a shame because he's we're seeing a lot of players at the moment change their nationality. I think was it Mikel Antonio who recently changed his to Jamaica? Yes, I think yeah, Jamaica. Yeah, and again, he I mean the other day against um, against Arsenal when I was watching that three three game, which is arguably game of the season. It was that it was that fantastic, but he was so unfortunate not to score. But he looked really good. He looked really he he was really good at playing the um, playing the balls in. Um, he was kind of fulfilling the role of the striker at the moment. They don't really have a recognised striker. Um, but yeah, he was he was absolutely fantastic in that game. So we're currently in the process of losing players to other national teams, which 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 does happen if they're not getting picked. And Wambasaka um, can also claim nationality for uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which a few other players can. They could have they could have an incredible team. But um, would I blame him at this rate? No, I think he he he's probably hungry for for national football. Um, he's been capped a bunch of times for youth level for England, but now's the time where, you know, he needs to get that experience. And I can't believe in the qualifiers that Southgate didn't just, didn't just cap him. Like, yeah, fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll cap you now. And then we've got you then. But for some <laughs> reason, no. I mean, I know there's more to his game that he needs to work on, but didn't quite understand that one. Don't know about you. If you were, if you were to combine Trent Alexander-Arnold and Aaron Wambasaki, you would have the complete player. Let's just get out of the way right now, you know. So, obviously, you know, neither of them can shoot that well. Um, Aaron Wambasaka's left foot is questionable. But his defending and his pace is undeniable. You know, he, he, and he does have a little, you know, he, he has levels of passing. If you add Trent's passing, his vision, dribbling ability, uh, and decision-making, you would have the complete right-back right there. You would have arguably one of the best players in the world. Yeah, if you to combine the both of them, and I think that it's key to note that both of those players coming through at the same time is so it's terrible because we've got this option. You know, it's a, it's a shame that neither of them can shift the position because I'd I'd have both of them in this team. I yeah. really would. I think realistically, it's them two, and also to throw a bit of disrespect on Reese James's name, really, because it was again also a very competent, talented right right back. So the three of them are kind of fine for that number one spot at the moment. And although I think Trent will pretty much quite confidently have it right now, it's looking like Reese James is going to be the nailed on number two. So if I was Aaron Wan-Bissaka, I wouldn't even blame him if he wants to change his nationality. I would, I would, I'd go for it if I was him at this rate. I mean the the the, you know, the the Republic of Congo have a you know a pretty you know quite quite a few good players I think they've they've yeah. got um you know, Yannick Balassi they've got Waman who's tearing it up in the uh in the in the in the, in the Bundesliga at the moment you know and they've got they've got quite a few good players I mean if half the England players that could play for Jamaica would play for Jamaica then we'd be screwed yeah I think Raheem Sterling has eligibility to play for Jamaica. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of players that you know that could join Leon Bailey, who's arguably one of the best young talents in the world right now. Yeah, genuinely, it could be a very scary prospect. But that's the right back and the left back positions. Um, if we move to the centre backs again, just to recap your memory: Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Harry Maguire, Tyro Mings, John Stones, and Carl Walker. Now, <laughs> the confusion on your face when you had to say Connor Cody. <laughs> there, there, there was a there was a few like. That I just I couldn't back. I could not back at all. He's one of them. Um, 
the nailed on ones that are always going to go were probably Maguire and Stones. They've been, Maguire's found a lot more level this season, and John Stones has been arguably the best centre back in the league this season, apart from maybe his teammate Ruben Diaz. They've been fantastic together. Completely rejuvenated player. Um, Never thought I'd say that. I, th- I thought he was on his way out at Man City, to be honest with you. Probably could still have another huge club in, in England, but I think he needed a fresh start. But shows what I know. The thing is, right, Arsenal were going to sign him for dirt cheap because of how bad his form was. Because we were all, you know, mouths were watering at the, uh, the prospect of Ruben Diaz and Amaric Laporte playing together. Mm. Arsenal would have got a steal yeah. if that would have happened because John Stones is playing unbelievably this season and that does help with the back four that he's got as well I mean, uh, it does raise like so many questions of what Laporte is going to do it really does because again one of the put on his day again he's like one of the top five defenders in the world so you know Man City right now they went from defensive shambles last season really in a lot of games to beyond confident now so it, it is fantastic but Maguire again um, second in the league with United he's provided a lot more level um, this season so um, I think that, you know, those two are probably going to be your, your nailed on players. But then you've also got backups of Eric Dyer, Connor Cody, Tyron Mings, and also, like I said earlier, Carl Walker in that kind of switch role position. Um, all three of those, in my opinion, shouldn't have gone. All three. I think Connor Cody, halfway through the season, I was, I was, I was happy with him. And, and he, he got called up to the England squad and he was in good form. But Wolves have been too inconsistent. And defensively, that's been where a lot of their issues have been. He hasn't even been the best defender at Wolves this season. That's probably been Roman Roman Sice. He's probably been the best. Um, maybe even Willie Bolly second. I, I, think, I, think, I think Bolly probably would have been first. Like his his ratings at the moment are spiked since last season. Yeah, I was going to say it, 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 he's definitely been second or third on their list this season. So I couldn't understand that. Eric Dyer, oh, just. <laughs> Again, Keep it PG. Oh, oh, again, he started so well, and then now it's just—it's actually painful. Most of the games you watch him in, but like, he's it, it, so frustrating because like, I want to—I I really want to like Dyer because I used to really, really like him, but the form again just isn't good enough, and not, especially not for the England squad. And also, Tyrone Mings—I've said it before—he's he's not even the best English centre back at Villa. He's—he's he's, he's not. I've got three names here. I want to know your opinion on them. Um, ben Godfrey from Everton. I would Ben Godfrey or Michael Keane. Either of them could have potentially have gone up here, but I think Keane was obviously closer to being picked because of you know he's had previous England experience. But I would have liked to have seen Ben Godfrey as well. He's a big defender, big frame, talented, young. Again, it would have been so good to have seen him capped. Um, Michael Keane as well, potentially in, in that conversation. Um, Fakayo Tamori. Oh, you know, you've got Kieran Trippier, who is, the, who I'm pretty sure, Kieran Trippier and, and Jude Bellingham, rather, the only English players outside of the the, um, the Premier League to be selected. You've also got um, uh, Sancho, normally, but obviously he's, he, he hasn't been picked for this team because I think he's had a few injury knocks. But Tamori's gone over to AC Milan, where Chelsea were just disrespecting him and not wanting him. He's gone over there and he, genuinely, against United, in both legs, he was arguably man of the match. The only person who could have contested him was Franck Cassier. Um, but he was that good against United. And, and that's what he can do. So I think every Premier League club, in case AC Milan is stupid and don't try and make that permanent, they should be looking at that situation. Because maybe Tuchel's not paying as much attention. Maybe he's got a blind eye to it. Who knows? 
but I I would love Tamori at, at my club, and I think he deserves to be in that team one hundred percent. I'd take him to Liverpool, and then one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic player. The, the only other player that I had in that conversation, potentially else, there's there's, there's a couple, but there's, there's one that I was I was really serious for was also Konza from Aston Villa, who is my shout of not of, of him being the better English centre back at Villa than than Mings. I'll leave it up to, to everyone else's opinion. I don't know what you think about those shouts, but I 100% think Conzer over Mings. I can't disagree. I really can't. Um, I think, yeah, it would be great to see you know, Godfrey to, to get that start. Or maybe, you know, maybe maybe Ben White. Um, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe obviously he hasn't played. Again, he hasn't played great for Brighton, but he arguably would, would probably be one of England's most promising players other than Tamori. I think Tamori's a, a foregone conclusion. Tamori, uh, yeah, again, yeah, again, I'll say it again. I would have him at Liverpool. No, no doubt about it. Um, and it would be st- so stupid for Tuchel to let him go. It would just show that, like, maybe he doesn't deserve as much credit as we think, mm. uh, and he's just willing to spend so much money because that's kind of where he came from. So, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I, it would it would baffle me why Tuchel would drop, you know, a guy like Tamori. And and again, Conser as well. He's been playing unreal. Uh, Villa have been doing so well this season, and it, it they've 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 done justice in the fact that they've you know they've they've, they've called up an England centre back, but they've called up the wrong uh, Aston Villa centre back. Mm. So uh, I think Conser over over definitely. Over uh, over Mings, and yeah, Tamori for me would 100% would have to replace Cody. Um, and uh, Southgate, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I think there was just a few defensive ones. This, I think that was the only real area which I had real grievances with. And I was like, come on, man, there's like there's some players there that, and I, 100% I get it, you know, Dyer, plenty of England experience, Tyron Mings, plenty of England experience, same with Connor Cody. They've all got plenty of, you know, they, 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 they've been capped before and they're also huge players for their own respective clubs. And I do get it. But, you know, there's another England player which could have potentially have gone. Why not? Craig Dawson. Why not? He is one of, he, he no, no, no. He's going to be, he's a team of the season contender, defend, contender defender this season. He's been so good at West Ham. So unbelievably good. He has, he has scored two own goals in a row, though. Oh, yeah. You know, we all do that on occasion, don't we? I you mean, know? I used to do it in Sunday League. I, I scored a proper good one. <laughs> top, top bins. Yeah, man, yeah. We, 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 we've all done it, man. We've all had a couple. But I, I think that he's also just an example. Obviously, he's a, he's a bit longer in the tooth now. But I think he's someone who I also think would have been more qualified to go than Cody Dyer or Mings. He's another player on, on, on the examples. But also... One thing you can say about Southgate is that he is very conscious of like the ages of his players. I think he does take a, a, a typically a, a younger cool group. But um, overall, in terms of the defence, that was the only real area I had the grievances with. But it'll be interesting to see what people think if if, if we've made any good shouts there, if they've made any awful ones. Um, get in contact with us as always. Um, we will be telling you the ways to get hold of us at the end of this uh, podcast, like normal. Or oh, um, they're on the screen down below if you have eyes. Yeah, or if you have, yeah, that's a good point. If you have eyes, 
Um, but moving on to the to the midfield, a few less players to talk about here. But uh, again, to refresh your memory, Bellingham, Calvin Phillips, Phil Foden, and Declan Rice, Lingard, Ward, Prowse, and Mount. Um, on face, there is there anyone that you're not um, you're not too happy with there? Oh, I'm not happy with Jesse Lingard just because he's playing well. Um, <laughs> that's my only real grievance. Uh, I mean, I'm a bit, I'm a bit. Um, maybe Calvin Phillips. Um, I get he's young and promising. Uh, well, he's not actually. I think he's hitting about 20, 24, 25 now. So, um, I think, I think maybe obviously Rice is going to be the one to start in that CDM spot. Yeah, uh, that, that's a foregone conclusion for me. Yeah, you know, obviously in the absence of Jordan Henderson, um, I'm I'm not sure who I, kind of who I would have given the the start ahead of of of, of, of a guy like Calvin Phillips. Yeah, you know, obviously he's playing really well for Leeds. Uh, so maybe yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe so. Maybe maybe give it to Phillips. Maybe give him his his caps. But I think for me, yeah. You know my relationship and Jesse Lingard. Um, you know, I've, I've talked talking to Jamie Jackson about how how much I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just there's no real like in terms of form. There's no real complaints. You know, Jude Bellingham. Why not get him his first start? Fill in for the injured spots. You know, obviously, so many injuries in this yeah. you know, in in this category. You know, you have got. Jordan Henderson, as we already mentioned, Harvey Barnes, we've got James Madison. Uh, those are just to name a few in, in this midfield spot. So, yeah, obviously, James Ward-Prowse had to go. Had to go. Phil Foden had to go. Um, not too sure about Mason Mount. Uh, he had to go. Uh, yeah, I, I guess with, you know, with, the, yeah, with the attacking outlet, you know, him and, him and Lingard were, were, were the two leading central attack midfielders. I do think if Madison wasn't, you know, for, for me, I'd choose Madison over Mount if he was fit. Yeah. Um, but I think that he, he kind of, again, out of the out of the pieces he he had to choose from, he he got the right setup. Yeah, I, I think that there is, there's a good core of players there. I think, like you said, Jesse Lingard and Mason Mount have been the ones that have been firing from the midfield. Um, Mason Mount's been 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 doing really good for Chelsea, and I think. Almost a little bit unfair to him. He has been made into this kind of controversial player. I think just because of how many people had grievances with the likes of Grealish, Madison and Foden occasionally being overlooked for him. And I do 100% agree there. Um, there's been times where I think those players have definitely been better shouts to take. Um, Madison's definitely an example of someone who's been disrespected quite a lot over the years. Same with Grealish. Um, but what I would say is that you can't really, he's one of Chelsea's best players. He is, he is one of Chelsea's best players, especially at the moment. And in a season when they signed so many top class players that occupied that midfield role and they just haven't been performing as well, I think you've got to say fair play to him because he's he's still like fighting the likes of Kai Havertz and, and Ziek, who obviously they, they occupy other roles as well, but you know, they're, they're huge players. And he's he's still doing it. Um, and Jesse, as for Jesse Lingard, he just loves London. He just loves playing football in London. I mean, obviously, again, even against Arsenal, a goal and assist, and what a goal as well! Fantastic goal he scored. Um, absolutely loving his football at the moment. Um, I'm sure when we do the next United special, there's there's plenty we can talk about with him there. But you know, 100% deserves to to, to go in my book. Um, and the other one, Phil Foden, obviously 
for a lot of this season, been again been Manchester City's best, arguably their best player. I think him, Ruben Diaz, John Stones, and Gundogan have been all beyond incredible, as well as De Bruyne, because they've also got Kevin De Bruyne. But Phil Foden, man, he, he is, is he the best young English talent? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that shouldn't even be a question. Yeah, he's, he's so good, isn't he? He is so good. Unbelievable. While we're on the topic of Manchester City, though, there was something that I saw that was like on the Ballon d'Or like sort of running list. Mm. At the moment, Gundogan is four. Um, doesn't even surprise me. <laughs> like it just It's just weird to see Gundogan like kind of past his prime now in the Ballon d'Or shortlist. It's, it's, it's ridiculous because like this season, he just cannot score enough goals. He loves it. Absolutely love that. Genuinely, whenever I watch, obviously, you, you don't like seeing City succeed if you're a, you know, especially if you're a not yeah, United fan or if you're like a Liverpool fan or something, you're not a fan of it. But get him on the plane. <laughs> get him on your cake. See if he's got any English heritage in there. See if he's got any English nationality. Um, you know, Germany are fantastic, but you know, we, 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 we could tempt him. We could tempt him, maybe. <laughs> we, we've got, we've got, we've got, uh, uh, We've got Cody. Yeah, we've got Cody, yeah. You link up with Cody. <laughs> but um, no, he, is, he has been playing uh, out of his skin. So, yeah. But again, Phil Foden, fa- absolutely fantastic. But um, then the other three are Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips and Bellingham for me. And, and, and Ward Prowse. I love Ward Prowse. I've said it before. He's too good for Southampton a lot of the time. You know, he's part of a team that have been beaten 9-0 on two separate occasions. And that still hasn't tempted him at the exit door. So you've got to say, for the Southampton captain, fair play to him. <laughs> Declan Rice, obviously, fantastic player. Going to go for a lot of money. Um, Calvin Phillips, good young player. Again, like you said, uh, maybe not as high on the list for me as maybe Southgate rates him. I think he's very talented. But um, I think when it comes to the um, the actual Euro team, there could be you know, a couple of players who go ahead of him. But, but, but there's no one else. I, I'm I'm going going on the list. With fitness, I guess. Um, but Jude Bellingham as well. That was the one which turned some heads. I think we have a right to talk about this guy for a little bit. Um, you know, still like, what was he, like 17 years old? Yep. Yeah. It's, oh, man. It's crazy, isn't it? And he's over at Borussia Dortmund starting maybe every other game. <laughs> when I was 17 years old, I was struggling in A-levels. He's currently earning fuckloads in, 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 in Germany. Yeah, it's so sad. And you obviously at the moment the the um, it's it's really weird because obviously a couple of seasons ago and 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 last season really the the main man was uh, Jaden Sancho over there. You know the main kind of asset they had, and then all of a sudden Erling Haaland comes into the fray and he is arguably one of the he's twenty years old and he's arguably one of the best strikers in the world again. Bonkers, crazy, and then also out of nowhere they pull in Jude Bellingham a said 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid, and he's also, like, in the conversation. Clearly, he's in the conversation because we're looking at the, the the team here. He's one of the best centre-mids in England, and he's 17 years old. It is... Oh, so it makes you want to, like, rub your eyes. You can't believe it, can you? But, um... Jude, congratulations to him, man. Wow, what, what a guy. What a player. I feel so old. <laughs> in a different light, you know, but... Birmingham City may have been in the Prem in a couple of years if he stuck around, but you know. Like, I might have signed for Birmingham City and then Borussia Dortmund. 
yeah, what a, a Midlands gem in, in, in Jude Bellingham. It'd be very interesting to see what he can do for um, in this squad. Um, but moving on finally to the attacking call unit, um, to refresh your memory once again, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka, Raheem Sterling and Ollie Watkins. Um, not a bad selection of attackers there, in all honesty. Not bad at all. Um, the main man, Kane, not really a question there, is it? Again, playing some of the best football of his career. We say that every season. One of, um, in, in, a, in a very weird, topsy-turvy Tottenham team, he's the only constant, really. Um, him and Son are the ones who keep the form. Um, I don't think there's anyone who's even close to, to, to knocking him off, off, off the top spot in terms of a striker position. You know, and that's, that's no disrespect to Ollie Watkins or Calvert Lewin. They're fantastic players, but what can you say? It's it, it, he's incredible. Um, arguably, I think he's been involved in the most goals this season in terms of goals and assists. He can do it all. You know, maybe he doesn't have the movement of an Ollie Watkins or a Dominic Calvert Lewin, but he's got the height. He's got the football inability. He can shoot the ball. What more can you want from your striker? Um, the, the the you know when it comes to Watkins and and Calvert Lewin, uh, even just in that striker position, you know, any other strikers that could have been picked. Uh, are kind of injured at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Danny Ings and potentially Tammy Abraham, although he hasn't really been playing for Chelsea that much. So, um, although on the topic of Danny Ings, Manchester City are looking at signing him, which is bizarre. I'll I'll tell you what I don't think is as it's as bizarre. I I feel like he he said a while ago I think that he wants Champions League football and and I think he deserves it. I think he is a good enough player. Obviously, he was at Liverpool for a long period of time and he was. Um, a secondary striker, but it's, what stopped him from being first is his injury record. But he's, you know, Touchwood found a bit more form recently in terms of injuries. But um, obviously, recently, you know, he's picked up a knock. But I think he would be a smart signing. I, I had another destination for him in mind. I think he should go and be the leading man at Leicester. I think that would be so, I think that would be such a good deal. Because right now, I mean, Ichi Nacho coming back in form, Jamie Vardy. You know, getting a getting on a bit, potentially, you know, going and having a championship season with Sheffield, or maybe going on to, to America or somewhere. You know, he, he he owes it to himself. He can have a nice retirement. But like, I think Danny Ings coming in alongside, uh, hopefully for Leicester and inform Ichinacho, who absolutely destroyed United in the FA Cup. He was so good. <laughs> you know what? I reckon Vardy can go and retire in Spain, so he can go down to IB for every single weekend. <laughs> After every single game, just party hard, Red Bulls and party, because that's what Jamie Vardy does best. That's what he loves. That's what he, loves. he deserves it, man. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, um, 100%, you know, I think that would be a, a fantastic move for Ings. But also I can see what City are looking at him. He, he, he is a very good player on his day. But um, potentially a bit underwhelming in terms of City, you'd think maybe... I, th- I think there's only one striker they sh- they're, they're really going to be looking at in the summer. I think that's going to be Holland. It make it makes sense for him to go to City. I don't want to admit it. I'd, I I want United to do everything in their power. Realistically, I don't he's think that happened. good. I don't think it'll happen. He's he's so good, man. But anyway, but um, yeah, Kane, um, Calvert Lewin, and Ollie Watkins again, two fantastic strikers. Um, Calvert Lewin is looking like a real, real impressive kind. Con- all, all three of them offer something very different. Um, Calvert Lewin also surprisingly nimble with his height, but also sc- scores a lot of goals with his head as well. Calvert Lewin, um, 
And again, another striker that I think potentially could be looked at if he has a good end to the season, another one who could potentially go for a lot of money one day. But um, for now, he's under a progressive manager in Ancelotti. And he's also part of a, of a very good Everton team. He's, he's had a very good season. You know, they're, they're still they're still competing. So, you know, a, a, a great asset for Everton. And then Ollie Watkins as well. He had so many doubts at the start of the season. There were so many quest- people throwing questions around him. Um, I think it was when we did, um, I think we did a collab, a collab video over on Total Sport. And it might have been Jacob Townswell, maybe, who was saying that was his potential signing of the season. And, you know, the, 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 there's legs. I think there's, there's a few others that may be a bit more prominent there. But he was, I think he was a big fan of that one. So I, I, I could have got that right. It, could, it, might have been, it might have been Chris. but um, I think it was Jacob, yeah. Former, yeah. former guest on the Average Pundits too. Former, yeah, former, former guest as well on the Average Pundits. So a big shout out to him for, for a good call there. Um, so yeah, a good call unit of strikers. And then for your wingers, you've got Rashford, Sterling and Saka. Um, there were a few questions around Rashford's fitness. He has linked back up with the England squad now. So, I mean, we were saying before, it may have been wiser to rest him. Obviously, you, Southgate wants to take the best of the best, but... Um, it could have been wiser to rest him and maybe call up someone, which I think we both kind of agree. I think you pitched him. We both kind of agreed it could have been interesting. Um, who was that man, Reese? Well, well. <laughs> so I think that I think that potentially Marcus Rashford could have been. He could have he could have been kind of rested. You know, it, it probably would have made sense for it to happen. I think that uh, maybe Patrick Bamford. Yeah. Maybe because he, he has been firing on all cylinders at the moment. And although looking at this team, you may be thinking Rashford would probably play on the left in these qualifiers and pa- Bamford would probably play down the middle, which is Kane's position. Mm. Um but you, you can't, you, you look at his record this season, you can't, you, you have to look at the, you know, the variables. Like I would have taken Bamford over, over Watkins at this rate. You know, I think, I think I may have agreed um, just based on the current form. Based on the current form, it, it would have been again, interesting to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that him as a, as a player, he, he, Talk about someone who's proven doubt is wrong, right? At the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, I completely, I completely doo-dooed on him, you know. Yeah. And look where he is now. But yeah, I think I think Bamford for me would 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 have been one of the ones that I might have taken. Um, but apart from that, I think this is a very strong attack. If like injuries aside, you know, obviously we don't have Jaden Sancho in the squad. But injuries aside, you look at this team and you think, you know what? all right <laughs> yeah it isn't bad i mean sterling raheem sterling obviously you know you you, you want to have him in your in your side you're a better with raheem sterling 100 and um sacco as well at times he has been carrying arsenal single-handedly um the only other player that i think we were may- maybe looking at was potentially jared bowen who could have come in because based on just how much his output's been this season he could have come in potentially for for rashford maybe Completely forgot about Jared Bowen. Uh, like you see, I think I, I remember mentioning Patrick Bamford a little bit, but that yeah. was the, that was the one I was really going to bat for, wasn't it? I completely yeah. forgot. I really forgot. 
Um, yeah, Jared Bowen, I think. Yeah, maybe we could. Yeah, that 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 would have been my replacement for Marcus Rashford if it would have been safer to to maybe rest him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he's had a busy week with the with the Europa League and everything like that. So, um, obviously, we've got San Marino uh, on you know, on the, on the day you know, on the day of recording uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. Tight in terms of podcasting releases. Um, you know, I think I think that Bowen probably would have had should have had the nod ahead, especially because of how you know how much form he's in at the moment. Yeah. You know, he, he scored scoring goals left and right. He scored a goal against Arsenal. Uh, he's performing very very well in this West Ham team, and he's flourishing very well. You know, another underrated signing from West Ham. You know, they've made two very very good signings this summer. You know, they they signed Ben Rama on a permanent deal. And they, you know, they signed Jared Bowen too. They got Jesse Lingard in. They've... Jared Bowen was a bit before, I think. He came, yeah, he came, he came in. Was it? Did he come in in January last last season or something like that? Potentially last year. I know. I know he came out from Hull. I think maybe, maybe it would have even been last summer. It could have been before. I'm not mass. He's been there for a fair bit of time now. He's he's done he's done incredibly well in terms of you know, where where he's come from, and I think that he was he was. He, in terms of form, he's picking up now. One of the better right right midfielders in the in the Premier League in terms of being English. So uh, I think I think the Bowen probably could could do a job on that right hand side instead of instead of like maybe move Sterling over to the left, play Bowen on the right, and you've still got yourself a, a competent attack. Yeah, I I I I I agreed when you said it. I think if Rashford wasn't fit, it would have been a very interesting call up. Um, but nonetheless, we're looking at this England team on the face, and I. Overall, it's pretty well balanced, and I can understand why they've gone for each player. I can understand that there's not a player in that team that I can't necessarily understand. Um, but there's certainly the main issue with my area would be that would have been the defence and the issues that I said. There was a few players I just I, I couldn't back personally. I understand why, but I couldn't nah. back. Um, nah. Get get Gundogan on the plane. I swear he's got some cockney in him. <laughs> he's got a bit cockney in him. Um, but overall, um, we would love to know uh, your guys' opinions on this team. Obviously. There's players that we we haven't said for obvious reasons due to injury. You know the Sancho's, your Madison, Henderson, Grealish, uh, Pickford as well. We we, we mentioned majority of them, but Joe we would love and all that like exactly. But, but we, we would love to know who uh, who everyone's thinking in in part of this team. So as always, comment down below, and we will be featuring comments in future episodes. Um, if you want to get a hold of us on Instagram or Facebook, we are the Average Pundits. And if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, we are Pundits Average. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast, please give us a follow so you can keep up to date with all of the content we release. And if you're watching on YouTube, the all-important like and subscribe will be greatly appreciated. So we will be keeping an eye on the international break for now, but we will be back with some interesting Premier League content very soon. As always, Reese, thank you for joining me. Uh, it's fun to to see where where we are in terms of you know England and who who we you know who we think that, that, that is going to be the kind of like the strongest team for us. Um, you know, I, I I I in my head I have mine. Um, you know, let us know on over on social media or in the comment section who do you think. Would be the start, you know, strongest starting eleven to play against Poland because you know they've got pro- arguably one of you know, probably the best striker in the world right now. They got a very formidable team. Who would you start against Poland? Uh, I mean, let us know down below or uh, or over on social media. Uh, it's going to be an interesting international break, qualifying for the World Cups, and we're about to play some farmers and some milkmen. <laughs> As always, guys, thank you very much, and we will see you next time. 
For the latest football content, subscribe to The Average Pundits on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite streaming service and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.